it's like the internet boom you know when online marketing google ads stuff like that i think we're stuck like right in the middle like younger generation it's gonna start being taught in school and they're gonna learn about it from an early age just like social media it's like 16 year olds 17 year olds know how to use that better than any of us Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Overtime with Nav, episode number three. I'm your host, Navid Rahimian, CPA and president of Nav Capital Consulting. I'm super, super excited to introduce you to our next guest, um, my best friend that I can't speak enough about, Mr. Sean Sassunis. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to have you, brother. It's nice to have you. Thanks for joining. Thanks for supporting uh, in every way possible, I'm, you know, I'm, you've been hearing about this podcast and I know you've been super excited to, you know, give your value. And, uh, as you guys know, in this podcast, what we try to do is what we strive to do is to deliver value, both from a business sense. And then tell us, tell you guys a little bit about what's going on in our lives. You know, we're all human at the end of the day, even accountants here, even lawyers here, um, but yeah, Sean, if you don't mind, give us a quick, uh, little overview about what you do. Uh, who you are, your amazing, successful injury practice, and uh, we'll start from there. First of all, I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. My best friend, my CPA, uh, colleague at this point. Uh, happy to see you doing this when I found out you were doing this and you asked me, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm about the chill, oh, brother. Cedars, I'm excited for it. Excited. Uh, happy to be sitting here with you. Thanks for having me. About me, uh, I am a lawyer. Uh, I have a law firm. I have two separate firms, Sassoonis Law Group and SLG Work Injury Lawyers. Uh, I specialize in two areas of law, personal injury and workers' comp. Both are injury fields of law. Personal injury is when you get injured as a result of somebody else's negligence. Workers' compensation is when you get injured on the job. Uh, this is what I do as a lawyer, uh, you know, with you by my side, always looking at other different ventures, things we could get involved in, uh, business opportunities. So looking forward to all that. But uh, here and now, this is what I do. Yeah, no, and, and I appreciate that. And that's kind of why... I really like to introduce you as my injury lawyer because really any injury you could pretty much handle as it relates to kind of the legal aspect of things and what are your clients' rights. So yeah, uh, any type of injury that you suffer, consult with a lawyer. At the end of the day, uh, there could be an avenue of recovery. Uh, you know, some people don't know, but you, know, you get injured certain ways. There could be somebody else responsible for your injuries. You know, if you're sitting at home and you trip and fall on a stair at home and uh, you injure yourself, you know, different story, but all other types of injuries, we always tell our clients, consult with us. That's really good. Thank, thanks for that. You know, today I kind of wanted you on, not necessarily to speak so much in detail about personal injury and the legal aspect of things, um, but something I would, you know, very actually look up to you about of what you've achieved thus far within your business and especially in the onset of your business, what you were able to achieve. It was, you know, very admirable for me uh, as your friends seeing you do that as your roommate, seeing how it all started in our, in our living room uh, and core team place. 
that was, uh, you know, memories I'll never forget. The grind. I remember at the time I was a, you know, salaried employee working hard, but at the same time, it was nothing close to what it means to be an entrepreneur and owning your business. I remember, and you could probably attest to it, certain times, you know, after work, I would chill, you know, during the week, go out, happy hour, end up coming late hours in the day, and you were still working, grinding, maybe even some nights where I would be coming home and you were up, you know, working from like 5 a.m. And so some of the things that are really, it takes uh, to really start a business. It's really, it becomes your life. It, it, you know, it's do or die. It's, it's, it's not for everybody and it's a grind. And I really like to take a step back and talk about that experience with you a little bit. If you could share with us that experience and maybe think about, Hey, uh, hindsight, I would do maybe X, Y, Z differently. I wouldn't do it, you know, anything differently, you know, give us your experience. So much to talk about on what you just said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, first of all, for all your audience, we lived together for like four years. Had an incredible run. Uh, a lot happened in that four years. I started my law firm. Uh, and I think you were just, you started venturing out into your own private practice. Yeah. Had a lot of good times. We really saw the difference between uh, entrepreneurship and running your own business versus uh, working somewhere. You can't go wrong either way. Sure. You know, a good path either way, but we would see the difference a lot. You got your comfort level, comfort zone working somewhere, and you're stepping a little bit outside of your comfort zone as a business. Um, like you said, it's like when, when you start a business, it's you've done it, you know, it's so many things to consider in my opinion. Uh, first, just making that decision. Uh, and I think the most important thing is identifying whatever business it is, whether it's a product-based business or a service-based business, identify the demand and find a way to target that demand. Find a way to supply that demand. That is the most important thing. It starts and ends with that. If you could do that, you could fill in all the blanks. I don't care what you are. Service-based, restaurant clothing, whatever, find the product and how find the demand for it. And you will figure out a way to supply it. I think that's so important. And the next level is find the, find a way to be the best at it. Sure. And okay, find a way to be the best at it. I think if you focus on those few things, it could be really successful. Sure. And so to that point, right, to being the best at it. And do you feel like, cause I don't think you started you know, you graduated law school and you immediately went out on your own. I think there was a path to that. And everyone has a different path. And I think personally, I think it's imperative in whatever industry to have some sort of experience and really hone in on that experience, maybe working under somebody, being able to uh, gain a little bit of experience in, in the industry, and then possibly weighing in, you know, when's the right time and when is that right time? to go in on your own. So when do you think that is? What is that analysis? How is it for you? It's different for everybody. Uh, but that kind of goes back to being the best at what you're doing. I think anything you get into, you should know what you're doing. Whether you're a lawyer going into an area of law or you're going into an industry, it could be something that, you know, you can't, nobody else is doing. But if you're going to get into it, know it inside and out. Mm -hmm. So like, for me, it's if I'm starting a law practice, 
get as much exposure as possible in different firms, learn what to do, what not to do in your particular area. If you want to specialize in a particular area, know everything there is to do, everything there is to know about that particular area. I think it's so, so important to do that, to do it right. And it has to do with you did the same thing. You worked at one of the big three, one of the big four uh, powerhouse accounting firms. You learned so much. You got so much exposure, clients, you know, how to do things. And that made you such a better CPA. Same thing. I think that model applies to anything. And sometimes like people are going into something new that hasn't been done before. Okay. But just do your research, identify the demand for it, how you're going to supply it. Know everything there is to know about it as much as you can before getting into it. I think, look, I starting my business, um, you know, a lot of things went well, went good. Um, a lot of things don't go well, don't go your way. You make mistakes and you learn from them. And if there is anything that I learn, it is, it's probably that. I read a good book. I never read it. I listened to the audio. Sure. Uh, it was, days it's the same. Yeah, it, it was an audio book. It was, the name of the book is called Good to Great. <laughs> and it's tailored to businesses and ha basically how you take your business from good to great. Sure. And it talked a lot about these concepts. So many things about that book have stuck with me. Uh, and these are it. like identifying an industry, gaining experience, exposure, identifying a demand and being the best at it. Instead of trying to do multiple things mediocre, like there are so many lawyers out there that you know, they practice in so many areas of law. I get so many calls every day from people that have been injured or they were injured in an accident or injured some way. And they hired their family lawyer that handled you know, their parents' divorce case or, you know, a bankruptcy case or whatever. And they have no idea what they're doing because uh, then I look at the case and it's like, well, they messed it up. It should have been done this way. And so sometimes it's due too late, but what you learn from that is the same thing that I've been saying. It's pick something and be really, really good at it and mm -hmm. make the difference. I think that, um, you know, that will make you more successful than anything else. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I think that onset of your business is something where it becomes very important for you to actually know every single intricacy of your business. And I'm talking about every single intricacy. Like, as an example, I started my business. I was going out and mailing, physically mailing documents to the IRS because I wanted to know exactly how every process was done. That's how detailed I want to know about my business. Now I don't do that anymore. I delegate it. But because I know exactly how to do it, I'm the best way to, you know, it's the best way to know. And I think just taking that example and applying it to, to all aspects of your business it's so exciting, honestly, being able to have that, have a new business, being able to actually go go there, do every single thing, know exactly how to do it, and be understanding of, hey, that's okay. I may be a little bit inefficient. I may, and my time may be better, best served at the moment doing things that is my high dollar ticket value things. But in that beginning, in that onset of starting a business, that knowledge of just knowing the ins and outs of everything, what your team would ultimately be doing, will go a long way. 
and you'll find yourself saving immense amount of money. But for me, it all came back. If I if I didn't sit there and do every single thing on my own and know exactly how it's done, I wouldn't be the best business owner. Exactly. And it goes back to starting your business, getting it started, the industry. And it goes back to getting the experience before. Right. So gaining an experience in that particular field or industry or whatever it is. Restaurant business. You want to start a restaurant and just go out and start like, learning the ins and outs of it yeah uh i think is really important exactly and it's like you have the way so the, what i kind of think about it is like we have knowing every inch of the business okay and you know i feel like we have a staff of 30 35 people uh team members in the firm and i feel like you know god forbid something happened and everybody disappeared i could pick everything up and pick it up and continue with it. Having that level of knowledge and control within the business, I think it's so, so important. It's important. So yeah, these yeah. days because, you know, unfortunately the workforce isn't what it used to be. And we could spend days about the struggles with the workforce and being able to, um, you know, maintain and keep client and employee satisfaction and all that good stuff. And so not to say, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to be having to do these things throughout the time and you shouldn't expect to be, to have to do it. But the fact that you can gives you a little bit of leverage there to be able to handle stuff and a properly delegate it. And I think it's so true. And I, I want to share with you my experience, if it's okay, because you've played a big role in it. So you used to mail out my IRS forms physically? Yes. At the thing? Yes, I did. Then at a Longville Edge post office, out, I, I would go there, mail them out on my own. I love it. Now, some of them I could e-file, and I did that on my own too. We've done probably a 1,000 employee retention credits this past year. Every single one of those employee retention credit filings had to be mailed. And so we're just one office. Think of every single accounting office who did an employee retention credit. That was all done through mail. And so, unfortunately, the IRS is not caught up, caught up with two, today's time. And so, you're dealing with a lot of that stuff. And so, uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to roll up your sleeves and do it. You know, you got to do it. And that's what's going to help you so much more in streamlining your operation where it's operating the most efficient way possible with the best people possible, with the best systems in place to do it. And it all starts with doing it yourself. Well, I appreciate it. So I, I was saying, and I think at this point, I want to transition because I think this truly, Sean, is, doesn't do us justice. I think we need to step it up a knot. Um, Sean actually took the liberty of buying this a bottle uh, coming in. Thank you, Sean. It's much appreciated. I'm going to drink it too. Yeah, we're going to open it now. I mean, I'm not going to babysit this. Okay, great. So, cheers. Salute to many more. Um, I want to get a little deep and share a little bit about my experience with this, Sean. You know, at the big four, about a decade, super comfortable there at one point in my career, maybe a little bit too comfortable. I spent 10 years there almost, and I pretty much felt like I knew all that I needed to, and the growth was kind of capping for me. And it, I was at a career. I was a director. I was at the better part of my career where the next step it, which was to introduce partnership, uh, would have had, you know, there was a certain trajectory to it. And given the current environment of the firm, it was not something I was willing to kind of take on. So I was really just stuck in this cushiony job, 
that I had my own flexibility, could do whatever I want, but the growth wasn't there. And it was kind of killing me inside. And, you know, I would I wasn't really finding myself, you know, finding a solution. At the same time, I knew I always had that entrepreneurial tick that a lot of us have that kind of, you know, especially if you were um, a salaried employee so much, it's something you may desire. So it was so difficult for me to kind of make that jump. And I remember, you know, I I started my practice on the side, uh, fully disclosed it to the firm that I was working for that I was doing this. And obviously they weren't super thrilled with it, but, you know, I just wanted to be super transparent. And it, it was growing. Uh, my practice was doing okay, but it, you know, it definitely wasn't, you know, sustained. My side hustle wasn't anywhere near the earnings that I was making from my main hustle, which was my job, my full-time job. And so at some point, um, you know, I won't get into the details about what happened with my relationship with the firm, uh, but uh, at some point I had to make the jump. And I remember the day that I made the jump. And I don't know if you remember this phone call that I made. I called you. You're the first person I called. And I was at a point where, you know, I had a mortgage. You know, I didn't have a full family yet, so I wasn't fully worried about that. I had, you know, shout out to my very supportive fiance, Shannon, uh, who was super supportive throughout the way. But I just, you know, I had my mortgage, I had expenses, I had car payment, I had all this stuff that I was like, how the fuck am I going to handle this stuff? And what did I just do? Did I make the right, wrong decision? And the minute I was talking to him, then, you know, I was kind of going off, uh, maybe in a little bit of a tangent with you and maybe even a little bit emotional. I think it was really refreshing to hear some of the words you said. I don't know if you remember what you said, how you responded to me. You don't. I can remember with a phone call. You don't. I, I, I will not forget it. I don't want yeah, I know. Well, I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, it was it was basically, you know, you turning my anxiety by responding with, let's freaking go celebrate. This is the best thing you've ever done in your life. Because you were so confident in, you know, where I was in it, about to take my uh, my firm, which was at the time my side hustle. And and you, the way you were so confident, I mean, you don't bullshit. I mean, you, you don't sugar stuff, sugarcoat stuff, like knowing, knowing you for 30 years now, you know? And it, was, it wasn't because of, hey, like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to support him. And yes, you were very supportive. One of my first clients... Uh, um, you know, fully supportive throughout the way. Uh, it was more to, I remember you saying this is, listen, Nav, all that energy that you gave to that firm and that, uh, and for that work. And cause you saw there were some nights, you know, any former auditors that are listening to this, they know how hard we work in busy season, wee hours of the morning, two, three AM. And then you told me, saying, Nav, you put a fraction of that, fraction of that effort into your own business, I guarantee you, you're going to double and triple what you made in this, in, uh, against your earnings. And, you know, that really puts stuff to perspective for me. And, you know, it's just something for the audience. I really appreciate you, you know, being there and saying some of those things that I really needed to hear at the time that really made me double down on myself. So thank you for that. And, uh, um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think it came out of nowhere. So it, it really is a testament to believing in yourself and doubling down on yourself. Um, so, so I really appreciate that, by the way. And so cheer, cheers to you, man. Thanks for all your support. Thanks. And I really appreciate it. It's really good to hear. Yeah. But just, just to say, if like, I think since then, you have really come so much further than 
I even expected you to come. And what you're doing, that's amazing. Obviously, never doubted you, but the way you're moving forward, diversifying, you know, running your practice, helping others, being involved, it's like, it's it's not easy. People get so, you know, one-tracked on things and uh, you're really handling it really well. So it's it's it was definitely the right decision. Nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I appreciate that. It's, I think it's a, it's an absolute blessing to be in a position, um, to have clients that are also your best friends because, uh, you know, when it works and I, I recognize sometimes it doesn't always work, but when it works, it's truly great because you're essentially, you, you get to add value to your clients who happen to be your friends and you get to, you know, really be passionate about each organization and each person's ultimately life because that's what entrepreneurship is, right? Your business is your life to the next level, you know? And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super blessed and, you know, I count my blessings every day. And yeah, so I, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate some of that. Of course. I mean, good job. You're, you're doing really well. And it, it goes back to, you did it the right way. You really did it the right way. You had it in you all along. You did what you were doing and you did it the right way. Mailing out those things physically yourself, yeah. things like that. And, you know, starting any business, uh, that's important. Doing it the right way. And a lot of people don't even know what the right way is. It starts with the belief and the effort, um, you know, reaching out when you need to, uh, to the right people and figuring out what that right way is and doing it. So you did it the right way. All right. Now, thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, obviously, I, uh, I, I had to see prior to me starting you, you doing the, you know, some of the same things with the experiences you got. So, uh, good, good, good experience for me. So thanks for paving the path there. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. I mean, we, I, I know both of us, we work our tails on. And so, I mean, we love it. So it's, it's all good, but at the same time, spend a little time and I, and, and I think it's absolutely critical to have a really good work-life balance when it comes to, when it comes to work. Uh, I honestly prioritize, and I know you do the same, and I'd like to hear a little bit about how you kind of manage it. Uh, really, you know, I treat my, like my life side of my work as, as much of a priority as my work. Uh, and just, like all calendar stuff that I want to do. That's really good. I know I know people that do that, and I I did that for I did that for a good while also. Uh, like calendaring out. It's um I used to I used to see a therapist just about you know uh, dealing with work life balance and some stresses and just somebody to talk to and. You know, one thing that we talked about was scheduling out time for lunch, time to take time to take breaks, just like a regular employee, time to breathe, time to do certain things. Yeah. So scheduling that is a great way to do it. Yeah. How many vacations do you think you take a year? A lot. <laughs> uh, we, me and my wife, we travel uh, a good amount. You know, as as much as you're capable of. Right. She works also, so she has some limitations, and I do also. You can't go anytime you want, but anytime you get the chance, these are experiences that you're never going to have again. Once you start a family and children, 
certain age, right when you get married, before marriage, while you're dating. These are moments that you're never going to be able to do certain things again. And I think traveling is one of those things that is always going to be different when you do it. And I think it's the best experience, traveling, going away, being in new places, doing new things, trying new things is one of the best ways to learn about yourself, learn about culture, learn about other people, how to socialize, be with your significant other. So we love to travel. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We do too. And oftentimes we travel together and it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Vegas this weekend? Vegas this weekend. Absolutely. We have a Victorville office. Yeah, we have an office in Victorville, a great office, good set of people, a good team there. Um, great area. So we have a nice little office there, which is in the Maya Desert. No, that's great. It's always good to find good, unique pockets. Uh, pretty unique pockets right now, because I don't know too many attorneys who are very active. Right. You know, expanding your footprint is good. Absolutely. I think one of the things that I've noticed over the past few years that you've been super active on and probably going even from the onset is you've been super active on social media, doing a lot of organic content. Um, and just new stuff and changing it up. And last week when we were on the podcast with Eddie, who uh, you know very well, we were talking about how important it is to have someone overseeing all your campaigns and continuously tweaking the campaigns and uh, making sure that you know it's generating the right ROI it's, it's intended to. Um, but it, it's really good. I think any content is good. Content is always good. What was Eddie saying about it? Well, Eddie, what kind of things? I think Eddie was talking a little bit one about where the trajectory is going. Uh, he was talking about how his entire life and entire life has become constantly tweaking these campaigns and monitoring them, and well, how he's monitoring them. What are some of the numbers he's using? Uh, some of the figures he's continuously monitoring. Uh, I think he used the word. What was it? Quinn CPM was one of the metrics KPIs that he was that he was using. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was a really good conversation. And obviously, you experienced a little bit of that. And I'm sure you had your, uh, you know, advertising confidants to kind of monitor some of that, some of that stuff. But it's always fun. But at the same time, it, it, it does get a little bit, of, you know, sometimes you get lost in it. And you're like, holy shit, like, if I do another freaking selfie video of myself, I'm going to lose my mind. And so I remember... One day you're actually on vacation, I think, in Mexico. I think one of the funniest things, and I'm not even going to get your approval, woman, is um, I remember you were doing some sort of ad campaign regarding uh, making sure uh, <laughs> you're getting paid properly. I think you were dead diving into the employment space then. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 you guys were, like, so done with it. And, you know, Quinn, you got you got to play that clip of Sean and his, uh, you know, his pre- his pre-campaign, his real campaign one, and his post one in Cabo it was freaking phenomenal. Man, I think uh, we're just messing around with it. We uh, posted a video about getting paid properly. Hey guys, make sure you are getting paid properly by your employer. Hey guys, make sure. Make sure you are getting paid. Then <laughs> we're joking around about it in Mexico, and I shot a joking one and the. Uh, 
know, it's pretty popular. You guys like this. Do you mind if I sponsor that a little bit? And it was, yeah, real far, why not? At this point, I don't mind. Because I think, let's see, I think it'll do bad. It'll do really good. And we'll have Eddie maybe tweak it and monitor, the, the, you know, some CPMs and stuff and see how they kind of, let's see if it goes viral. Yeah, that'll be great. And good times. All right. Wanted to shift to current, current environment a little bit and why it's so, why it's becoming more and more significant and imperative that you are truly really good and an expert at what you are. And the reason why I mentioned AI is in my own industry, and I'm sure you could, you know, think of a handful of things and pulls of gears, is that pretty much the standard and professional is going to be replaced in my mind. Yeah, you you you've been talking about it a good amount, like yeah. the AI stuff, and it's true. Ev, it's so like AI is taking over in so many different ways, and it's blowing up. How much do you think it's actually? How much and when? Like, when is it going to happen? I yeah, it's already happening. It's or it's already happening, but to what extent? Like, law firms are using it a lot for marketing, advertising, stuff like that. Yeah, ChatGPT is insane. Yeah, and that's just a you know. It's a tip of the ice scratch of the surface, right? I mean, we were we were we were we started doing some stuff uh, on in the, on our bookkeeping side of things. Uh, there's a there's a platform called Digits that we're gearing up. I mean, I think they're still in their beta stage, but we're gearing up to maybe use them. Basically, uh, I'll give you an example. As a business owner, we do a lot of like financial planning stuff, and I have. I have a, a team dedicated to generating certain KPIs from financials, from the P&Ls, balance sheets. Right now, I integrate my QuickBooks financials to this platform. And it, rather than asking my team to populate this stuff and put it in front of my desk, what I'm doing is I'm asking AI to do it, and it's doing it instantaneously. Is there a program that's specifically designed for this, like on accounting stuff to do it? Yeah, the platform is called Digits. Like to going. literally just replaced. I mean, I have, you know, I mean, my result is not, hey, get rid of the staff. My result is, you know, how I'm responding to it is, hey, let's make sure you know how to use this so that you can apply it so that you become more and more of an add value employee. And that's where I was going at is, you know, I don't think, I don't think it's going to replace people. I think we're just going to be super efficient. Right. And you're going to be expecting as a business owner for employees to be super efficient. And if your employees are not bought in, they're going to get they're They are going to get, you know, stuck out from other people. I think if it's used the right way, used properly and with the right system, just used the right way by any business, they could take advantage of. It. And if you don't use it the right way, it could leave you behind. Absolutely. I you can't ignore my fear is I don't know if I know how to use it the right way. Yeah, well, you just have to dive in because it's not that hard, right? You just have to dive in and mess with it. And if you have someone that knows it a little bit more, I invite you to spend maybe an hour with Clint, honestly. Spend an hour with Clint. About it. Clint knows a lot about AI because um, he specializes in kind of on the on the on the uh, marketing side and the ad side. But as a result, he has to mess around. I think they can I reveal some stuff, Quinn? Yeah. I think they're like building out uh, certain things where they're getting all thumbs. Well, well, yeah, for every industry, really. Um, but what they're doing is they're optimizing the editing process, right? 
so that the AI is going to actually do a lot of the editing that their editors are currently doing. Really? So there's a lot of that. And honestly, to be real, most Gen Zers are not going to have any issue with it. It's us millennials and the older generation that, are, that, that really need to like take a step back and be like, look, it's not that hard. We just got to buy in and dive into it. It's it's just that little change that scares us. It scares the shit out of me too. It's like the it's like the internet boom, or you know when uh, online marketing, Google Ads, stuff like that. Yes. I think we're I think we're stuck like right in the middle. Like younger generations, it's gonna start being taught in school, and they're gonna learn about it from an early age. Just like social media, it's like sixteen year olds, seventeen year olds know how to use that shit better than any of us probably do maybe not you quinn but um exactly so that's it honestly i'm not gonna lie ai really it really scares me like it it scares for a few different reasons it's like ai could is gonna start saying like controlling things what to do what not that's like it's like terminator stuff yeah just then from a business perspective is it's kind of overwhelming like i don't know how to use it. Like, right. I don't know too much about it. I'm going to take advantage of it. But it's about bringing the right people on your side that do and do know how to use it. Yeah, absolutely. Bringing the right people and investing time and energy into finding yeah, it out. You have to invest. As a business owner, you cannot be behind. Um, whether it's you're tasking someone in your organization to do it or is you're doing it yourself, uh, it's something that you need to allocate time to. Um, uh Thankfully, I, I know I, there are a lot of accountants that are 10x higher than, than I am in this space, and I follow them, and they give a lot of good insight. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to implement it as much as I can. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I've tasked a lot of time on certain people on my team that are, are literally just looking for opportunities. You were telling me about it. You were telling me to bring people on that know what they're doing. And it's exactly if, if it's not your thing. It's not the thing that you know how to do. Surround yourself with people that know how to do that. That goes for every for anything. And yeah. you can't expect to be the best at everything in your industry. At some point, you, you could be the best at one thing, but like not the best at every single aspect. And you got to bring in the people that know how to do it and just bring it together at some point. Yeah. And, and to go back to our initial level we started with, you got to know how to do it. You got to actually be able to do it, right? And do it for a little bit. But ultimately, you'll figure out what's your value add and you'll stick to that and you'll be able to delegate. But most importantly, monitor how that's working and how efficient that is yeah. based on your experience. Yeah. Monitoring is saying on top of it is the, but the execution, like especially with the AI stuff, scary. It's one, how much it's going to take over and two, whether you're able to keep up with it. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely a little daunting. I think uh, change, change is always, but man, it's happening. It's it's happening so quick and uh, we really need to be on top of it. Yeah, I think the moral of the story here is make sure you know exactly what's going on in your business, right? Do everything, do everything so you know exactly how, it's, how it should be done. Every business... Any industry, like when we talk about it, we talk about it, we're talking about it generally, like service-based, legal, accounting, products, whatever. You have to, it's going to evolve. 
and you're gonna have to stay with it. Yeah. Like being a lawyer 30 years ago was not the same as as it is today. Being a lawyer five years ago was not the same. How to get clients, how to communicate with clients, how to handle cases. Same thing with accounting. You know, all these new platforms coming out. Um, you know, certain things that you could take advantage of, stuff like that. Just even how do you operate as an accounting firm? Anything that you do, and AI is one of them. I think that's going to be like the biggest struggle for most people, whatever happens with that. But um, your industry, any industry is going to evolve and you got to stay on top of it. You have to. Well, cheers to evolving. And um, I think uh, we're running out of time a little bit. And uh, Sean, I really appreciate you joining. Uh, look forward to hopefully you returning to the podcast and I continue to add value. Thank you, Brennan. Thank you. Appreciate it.